Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. There was a study that was done that studied people who were singing hymns together. And it was recognized that as you begin to sing, as you, as you sing the verses, as you sing the choruses, that your breaths go in and out as we sing the verses. And, and therefore, your hearts actually slow down, your heartbeats slow down, and actually become in unison with the other people that you're singing with. So every time we come into the house of God, we start out with worship, and we come in, and we come in ready to meet with him, and we start to sing to him. We start to worship together. The, the team leads us. We become in step with the Holy Spirit. We become in unison, one body of Christ together, worshiping together, and it's just such a powerful picture of the church that, that we don't come to church. The main event isn't the preach. It's meeting with, with God in this place, that this is his house. When you step in these doors, it's to have an encounter with him. The preach is just to, to help us in our lives and give us practical advice, but it starts in worship. And, it, and, and I'm just so thankful for our Wake and Worship team because they come every week, they prepare, they, they, they go to God, you pray, you pray which song should be on the set. I know each single person that takes this stage has a personal devotional life that, that when they prepare themselves so that when they step on the stage, they, they carry the authority, they carry the heart of Jesus, and then they lead us in song. They stand here and they sing and they lead us. And they have a place that they've envisioned, that, that they're taking us into. And, and it's just, you can feel it when you come in here. It's like, you can tell there's something different about the worship that's put together. It's not just songs that we sing, but there's encounters. People get healed during worship. People get visions during worship. And I had a vision during worship a few weeks ago, which is the reason for this message today and why I'm sharing, as I was standing there as that song was singing, and I had a vision, and, and the hero for me in that song are the drums. Nico over there, and Eric plays drums. Are there any other drummers here? Like, is Seth here or Nathan here? I can't see. Not here. All right, well, they can listen to this later. But for me, it's the drums, because the singers sing and lead so beautifully, but it's the drums that keeps us in step. It's the drums. If you listen to that song, I'm standing there like this. The drums, they keep us in step. They keep us, you know, it's, it's like if the drums were missing, would it be the same? And we don't always think like that the drums are such a pivotal part of, of our songs and our worship. But if you think about an army, they have a drummer that, that keeps you in cadence, it keeps you in step, and keeps you in unison. So I'm just so thankful for our drummers. We love you. Thank you for all you do. So amazing. And I just want to pray. Last, last service, I played for the drummers, so I'm just going to pray for the worship team. So God, I just thank you for every servant here, God. I thank you for Noah. I thank you that you anoint his hands, that, that the music that you bring from this keyboard, it, it unlocks hearts, that, it, that people are set free when they, when they hear the keys being played, that, that people feel emotion when, when they hear the keys that you're playing on the keyboard. I thank you for, for every singer here. Sarah, amazing job on that song, by the way. And that, that, that 
that there is something that you are stepping into this year that, that you are being unlocked, that you were always a beautiful, had a beautiful voice and it had a beautiful anointing. But I, I feel like that you are stepping out, that, that, that you're leading, that you're leading us, that, that leading is not just the person that's voice you're hearing on the microphone, but you are, you're leading us into a place of breakthrough and into a place of, of victory. So thank you for that, Sarah. You're so beautiful. And, and beautiful Denise, I just, like, just, you're such a joy and just such, I mean, you're such a light to, to God's kingdom. You're, you're one of God's favorites, I know, because your countenance is, is, reflects him. So anytime you're up here leading us, that we look, we, we hear your voice, Denise, but we see God's love towards us. We feel his joy and love towards us. So just thank you for, for all you're doing. We love you so much. All right, this is going to take up all my time, but that's okay. And just beautiful Elda, one of my, one of my best friends, I, I, I feel like what you carry is, is what's needed here in El Cajon, that you prophesy with your words, that, that you are breaking up the ground that is out here. And when you speak, you, you, you speak into dry ground, you speak into dry bones, and that life is coming in. It's like the Kim Walker Smith anointing that you carry, that, that the words that you say carry weight, and they, and they echo, and they echo, and, and, and everyone, you... Um, What's so beautiful about your heart, though, is that you're a teacher, like you have, a, you're a teacher, so you're, you're helping us to go with you. You're like, come with me, and I can help you get to that area of breakthrough, and you help us all prophesy as we worship. So thank you for all you do, Elda. And Ileana, Ileana's amazing, by the way. She's, she... I'm so glad to have her back. She's been in Boise twice. She's been at Bay Hope. Elkhone is her home. So we're glad to have you back. But, but Ileana, you're just, you just, you stand out for God's kingdom. And, and everywhere you go, people say, who's that girl? Who's that girl? I'm like, that's Ileana. I know her. She's amazing. And all the other campuses want to have you, but we love you. So I hope you stay with us. But, but I can't wait to watch the space that you are going to grow into and step into. And just so proud of you. And I just love that we have a girl on the base. It's like, we rock. So just so thankful for you. And Elisa, hello. Beautiful Elisa is an amazing soccer player, by the way. But, but for you, Elisa, you're like, you're like the rock. You're, you're like, you've been here and you've, you've been faithful, and you've, you've done what God has asked you, and, and you show up, and you pour in, and you're excellent at what you do, and, and you have um, served him so beautiful, beautifully, and I, I just see, like, a harvest coming for you. Like, I see promotion. I see um, blessing coming on your life, and I just know that, that, that whatever you've done in private, God is going to honor, so just so thankful for you. Beautiful, Lisa. I love you so much. All right, who did I forget? Oscar, you can come out. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar's from our Eastlake campus, but we're thankful to have him here with us today at El Cajon, but what I love, what stands out to me about you, Oscar, is, is your family, your legacy. You have a beautiful wife. You've raised beautiful children that are in the house of God. And it's just so amazing to watch you lead your family and, and your wife and your kids in the house of God. I've seen you over the years serving faithfully on the stage, singing, bringing um, God's word through you. And, and I just see generations of blessings coming because of your faithfulness that you've sown in this house. So thank you for being here. All right. All right, you guys can take a break. Love you all. You all can sit down, take a break. Ah, so good. Well, I just love our church. I love our worship. I love, I love Hero. 
I love all the things that we get to do, and I'm just so thankful and, and humbled to be up here to be able to share with you today, and um, I just um, am excited to share. But um, did you know that Jesus sang a song with his disciples before he went to the cross? It, right after the Lord's Supper, it says that he sang a hymn. And I believe, after studying this message and putting this message together for you guys, I believe it was to get them all in sync and, and on the same page. That And I wonder if Jesus, Judas was there. It doesn't say but I wonder if he was there. But, but as they sang the hymn, and it was the last thing he did before he said that he was going to have to leave them and that there was, he was going to have to go to the cross. What a beautiful picture of, of, of what singing does for us. So, so good. All right. Galatians 5, 16 says, But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. And then verse 25. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. So the title of my message this morning is Stay in Step. And I'm going to give you five points and some practical things to do to help us to, to stay in step with the Holy Spirit and with God and God's word. Okay, you guys ready? Got your notebooks ready? Got your Bibles? Anyone still bring their Bibles to church? Let me see your Bibles. Anyone? Okay, that's like 2%. <laughs> okay, I know you have it on your phone, um, and that's great. But it's really good to have your Bible because then you, you can mark it up and you can reference things later. So if you don't have one, come get a free one over here when you, at, the, at the response lounge and... Um, Get a Bible, because you need one. So there we go. All right. So your first, my first point here to stay in step with God and the Holy Spirit is, the, is your battlefield of the mind. The battlefield of the mind. Because when we get saved, our spirit is saved, our soul is, is saved. We say yes to God, and our, our names are written in the, in the book of life. But we still go home to the same problems. We still go home to the same job, to the same family. And so our mind has to catch up to what our spirit is, knows is truth. And sometimes that takes time. So one of the biggest battles that I see in this life is, is someone that understands God here, but the, but the connection between here and here takes a little bit of time. What we, what we think about directs our thoughts. And then from there comes our, our actions and our words. And out of those actions and words, directs our lives. So it all starts up here, and, and, and Michael preached a brilliant message called Emerge Speak about the power of our words and how the words shape the environment that we're living in. But really, it starts up here because, out of, because, because what we think is, is what shapes our, our lives. Proverbs 16.9 says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So faith is is how we bridge the gap between the, our head and our heart. And faith comes by hearing the word. So be in church, be in prayer, come to prayer meetings, listen to testimonies, share your testimonies, because people overcome by hearing your testimony. And all of these things collectively build our faith. You know, you hear that somebody had a victory in this area. Like Jean Kaiser had a massive breakthrough in her, her, um, her taxes. So it's like someone sitting here could be like, that could be me. That how do I have that same victory story? But you can have that too. 
And don't underestimate the power of your testimony because people might say or family members might say, I don't really think I believe what you believe or I don't know about that awakened church, what they believe. But, but once you've been set free and, God, and you've seen a miracle in your life, it's hard for someone to tell you that, that God's not real or that God doesn't do miracles because no one can take that testimony away from you. So what we rehearse and meditate on becomes our natural response. So on Friday night, we uh, opened the doors to our lobby, and many of you don't know, but, but I really wanted to learn how to line dance. So we, I enlisted a couple friends who know how to line dance, and um, yes, we had some friends here, and Mike and his beautiful fiance were here teaching us line dancing steps, and, and I don't know anything, but I like to have fun, and I like dancing, and so we're like, let's, let's just have a gathering. So if you're interested and you want to come to our land in, dancing night, I think we're meeting May 12th here, and we have a group me, so you can come and join our line dancing group. But I like it because... When you go to the bar or the renegade or whatever, you go and they play the song and everyone's dancing. But if you don't know the steps, you, don't, you get like tangled in all the people. And then you kind of learn the steps by the end of the song. And then you're like, well, now I, I learned the dance, but now the song's over. And then you go straight into another song that you have no idea what the dance is. So that's why I decided I wanted to do line dancing lessons so that I can actually learn how to do it. Okay? So it's really good. But my point here is that when you line dance... It's repetitive, it's, it's rehearsed. So you learn the steps, but then in line dancing, it's like, then you go, to the new, you go to this wall, and then you go to this wall, and you go to this wall, and you do it over and over and over for the entire song. So by the end, you feel confident, okay, I've got this down, I've rehearsed it. It creates muscle memory. And so, and so you don't even have to think. You're like, okay, I know, I know how to do this, I know how to do this. And, and that's what happens when you rehearse, you get muscle memory. So the Navy SEALs, they have their training down here in Coronado Buds, and they train to the point of exhaustion, fatigue. And the point of that is a Navy SEAL friend shared with us, they, tr- they push them and push them and push them so that when, so that when they get into the active combat, they... Uh, their their mind is exhausted or, or whatever stresses are coming at them they are they don't rely they're trained to not rely on their senses or their emotions or their own strength or their pride they're they're trained to remember their training and so they're not to make decisions out of their own e- like pride like i can do this or bravado so the navy seals they're all trained this way so that in a place of of you know attack what, is, what they've meditated on and learned comes out in the right way. So Jesus did this, and he, dece- he, he defeated the, uh, the enemy by saying, it is written. So Jesus knew the scriptures. That's all you need to know. Meditate on the word. Get it on the inside of you. So when, when you face a challenge, what comes out of you is wisdom. What comes out of you is knowledge. What comes out of you are the answers that you need. And Eve, on the other hand, was fooled by the great deceiver because he said, has God really said? He questioned whether or not she believed what he said. And you guys know what happened after that. So we need to cling to what is true. And we need to learn to meditate on the right things. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue in there, is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. I love this because when we study his scripture and his word, it encourages us 
and it gives us the, the answers when we face the tough questions of today. You know, people might, you might be the only Christian that somebody knows, and if they come with you, to you with a tough question, especially in this America that we're living in right now, if they come to you with a tough question, are you going to know how to respond? And a lot of times, you want to respond with the right answer, but you don't know because you haven't looked it up, or you haven't studied it, or it hasn't been revealed to you. So let's be equipped, Awaken Church. Let's be equipped with answers, and let's be equipped with the truth, because, because the truth is, the world is looking for truth. The world is looking for answers, and where are they going to go if they can't find them in the church? So let's be committed to, to being in the Word and being studied. And, and I'll, I promise you, the more you, you dig in, the more you're going to have a hunger to dig in. Because he's going to reveal things to you, and you're going to be amazed. And God is going to speak to you, and you're, gonna, you're just going to want to be in this every day. So it's, it's yes, it's, it's so amazing. It's kind of like flossing. It's like, no one really wants to floss. Guys, I'm a dental hygienist, okay? So nobody wants to floss. But once you do it, you're like, this is amazing and it feels great. Why have I not been doing this? So please, read your Bible and floss your teeth, okay? Trying to help you out today. Wow. That was the best ovation I've gotten yet. All right, my second point to, to help us to stay step in the spirit is understanding our authority. I think the greatest tool of the enemy is deceiving Christians into not understanding their true identity and authority in, in him. Everything he paid for on the cross, I feel like when, uh, when you become a Christian, you're like, yes, God, I received salvation. But there's so much more that he went to the cross for. And I love this church because when I first walked into these doors 15 years ago, that's all I really saw Jesus as was my savior. I mean, and I saw him as my comforter, my helper, all these things, but I did not understand or no one had ever taught me. I was never taught against it, but I never was awakened to the fact that when he went to the cross, he's, he equipped us to do the things that he has done and carry this authority on. That's what makes the church today, after he went to the grave, so successful is because he sent the Holy Spirit to help us and to activate within us. But, the submission, but submission is the key to authority. And we have to identify whose authority it is, his. Matthew 8, 5. In Matthew 8, 5, the, a centurion pleaded with Jesus for his servant that was paralyzed and tormented. And Jesus says, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant would be healed. For I am for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers with me. So he recognized Jesus was also under authority, his father's authority. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And I say another one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those that followed, assuredly I say to you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. And I just love this story because the centurion understood authority. He understood what it meant to be under authority and operate under authority and the power that comes when you submit to authority. And what the centurion understood that even Israel didn't understand was that Jesus's power and authority were not confined to, to a space or a time or even to Jesus's present location. The centurion said, at your word, he will be healed. Like, and that's why Jesus was amazed. Wow, what great faith. Like everyone was coming to, to Jesus to, to touch him and be with him, but the centurion's like, no, even if you say it, it will be done. 
And that is so incredible. That's such an incredible thing that we can learn from him. And, and I love this because it gives, understanding authority gives you a shortcut. Wherever you are in your life, if there's something that you're struggling with or, or something that you're like, I don't know why this is happening, take authority over that in your life. You don't need Pastor Jake or Pastor Michael or Pastor Jurgen even to come to your house to pray for you for, for healing or, or to set you free or to pray for your illnesses. You, each and every single person in this building can pray and declare and, and claim the authority that Jesus has given us. Luke 10, 19 says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. It says, it doesn't say except for addiction, except for, except for cancer. It doesn't say that. All the power of the enemy. And nothing shall, be any, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do we believe it? Do we believe this? At your word, Jesus, it will be done. How incredible. What if this was our daily lives? If we walk this out in our daily lives, what our lives would look like? And in this church, we believe those things. We believe. We command sickness to go, healings to come. We command addiction to be broken. We command anxiety to be gone. All of these things, we believe. And I, and I think that, you know, as soon as you make the decision that you're no longer willing to live with that thing anymore, that's when breakthrough can happen. So when I was in my early 20s, I, I struggled with anxiety and I, I didn't know what I was doing in my life, and I was a little bit like all over the place. And I, I remember for about a year, I was just like anxious just about like stupid stuff. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I have a sound mind. I, I knew this. But I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why is this a stronghold in my life? And I remember waking up one day, and I was like, I put my foot down, I was like, this is unacceptable. I know I am coming out of agreement with this. I no longer want to live like this. This is so ridiculous. And so from that, that point on, I had, I had broken um, a stronghold in my mind. But then I went on to, to, uh, prayer, to get prayer and, and deliverance from leaders in this church. And it turned out that I had, I had this spirit of fear that had been passed down from my great my grandfather who was involved in masonry and so the spirit of fear was fueling my this anxiety that I had had like it manifested in my early 20s and so I, I got freedom from that and and you we believe that that we can pray those things off our lives but it wasn't until I came out of agreement with my mind because you can come down here for prayer and and we can pray for for you to be set free from a spirit, and, and, that, and that spirit must go because he listen, because they command from the word of Jesus. But if you have not come out of agreement with that thing in your mind, you're gonna stay bound, you're, or that thing's gonna come back, or that thing, whatever prayer or breakthrough you have here, you won't be able to keep it. I'm not saying this to discourage you, but to say, yes, Jesus can set you free, but do you wanna be free? Do you wanna stay free? And And, you can. There's, there's freedom there. I've been living anxiety-free for, oh, 20 years now. <laughs> almost, almost 20 years now. Why am I so old? <laughs> oh, man, that's so sad. Okay, not 20 years, 19 years now. But I'm here to t tell you that this, me on this platform, doing, living this beautiful life that we have and raising our children would not 
look like this had I not taken a stand and and isn't it just the enemy to, to do that to us? He usually attacks us in an area that, that he actually knows we have power in, and he wants to, to keep us bound and under his thumb in that area. So if you need prayer for that, we'll have the ministry team up here after if you need prayer, and we'd love to pray for you with those things if you're still struggling with those things. But as we start walking in our new authority, we have to remember that it's his authority and it's not us, that we are just a vessel that we submit under authority. And so my next point to stay in step with the Holy Spirit and with God is to stay under covering. We have to remain covered. Remain, remaining under covering helps us to keep this authority. And do you know how to stay under covering? Go and sin no more. Because every time you do something that you know is wrong and you step out and you do it anyway, guess what? The covering's over there and you just stepped out over here. And you can feel it. Everyone here has probably done that and you know. Whenever you step, whenever the, the Holy Spirit's like, Don't, I wouldn't do that. And you're like, well, I'm just gonna, that sounds like fun. It doesn't seem like a big deal. I can go to this party. I can go to this club. And you step out and do it. Guess what? Is God there? He's like, I told you not to go. So, so we just, and the more that you walk with, with God, he, he will help us to make those choices. And he's, he has so much grace. It doesn't matter how many times you mess up. You can live, you know, your whole life stepping out from undercovering and still have salvation and go to heaven. It's not about how we act. He, his, his salvation is for everyone. But if you want to live a life of freedom and, and, and in victory, then please stop stepping out from undercovering. It's, it's not that hard, you know? Like, at least for me, it, to, to think of it that way. Like, if you want to be set free from this, like, if you're on this altar every week, like, please deliver me from this every week, it's like, well, what are you doing that's, what doors do you have open? What coverings have you stepped from out of, of under? And, th and that's another reason why I love this church is because we don't just put a band-aid on it and be like, we pray for you on the altar and like, oh, you got salvation, so great, see you later, or, you know, no, we walk alongside you, we equip you, we help you, we walk you through deliverance, we, we give you tools to, to, to have success in this area. And even if you make mistakes, we all make mistakes, okay? So don't feel bad, like this is life. But God gives us tools to help us. And each time, hopefully, we get a little smarter about the things that we're doing. So... When we're starting this process about remaining covered, we have to know what to cut out or, and avoid, as I'm talking about. But for me, also in my early 20s, I don't know, maybe it was related. I just had some little weird thing I was going through. But I like to watch CSIs and Criminal Minds shows. And I, I loved it. I almost wanted to go into forensic science until I realized how much chemistry is involved. And I didn't like that. And I also like people, and you don't really get to hang out with people doing that because you're in a lab. It's not as glamorous as it looks on the TV shows, okay? So I decided to, to work with people. But um, I started having, like, violent nightmares because I was watching this a lot. And, I, and I, I felt like God say, you need to stop watching this death TV. And I was like, oh, like, but it's entertaining. Like, I like it. And, and he didn't really respond to that, but I knew... <laughs> 
I knew that it was something that I was going to have to give up. And, you know, if you're not convicted about watching that, then go for it. But, but God will help us and direct us in areas that he wants to shape us and, and mold us. So for me, that was an area he wanted me to cut out. So it might be something different for you. But the Bible says all things are permissible, but not all things are helpful. You know, so if I wanted to live a life dedicated to him and in my mind not tormented, which was what was happening because I was having dreams about it, then I really needed to cut that out of my life. And we do this with our kids. We give them boundaries. Boundaries are, are for, for them, it, it's, it's discipline. Like they, it's like within these bounds, you have freedom. But within that, within that freedom, they feel safe. And so it's like a, um, putting boundaries in place for their protection. And it's not to make their lives less fun. Okay, so uh, a few years ago, almost four years ago now, we were meeting in West Hills High School. And they were replacing the AC one summer in the theater. So we had to set up church in the gym just for like three months. And so all of our team, all of the leaders, they were going to set up on Sunday night or Saturday night for Sunday night church. And I was like 33 weeks pregnant. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to be very helpful. So I'll just stay at home and then all you guys can drop your kids off at my house and I'll just watch them while you guys set up the church. Okay, so all these kids came over, like 20 kids, and then I, I was like, I learned quickly that I had, they didn't, I, it was impossible to set the boundaries for these 20 kids. Like, I, I literally was like, don't do that. Oh my God, and then they're like, I'm hungry. They're raiding my pantry. They're like eating everything. They literally emptied the pantry. Like, and I was like, I literally just sat down in my little chair, and I was like, I wave the white flag. I surrender. I'm like, there's nothing I can do, nothing. I have no control over this house. <laughs> and, and I just sat there, and I just gave up. I was like, that's it. But, but what happens when we don't have boundaries or rules? Chaos. And, and it's not good for anybody. I, I mean, those kids probably had way too much sugar. I'm sorry, parents, that went home at 10 p.m., and they ate my whole pantry. But, but it's, good. it's good to have boundaries. So the Ten Commandments are in the Bible, not to make our lives less fun. I feel like, you know, I haven't heard it in a long time, but people used to say like, oh, being a Christian, like, it's not fun. You have to, there's all these rules you have to obey. And I'm, but now as a more mature Christian, I'm like, no, those rules are there to protect us. Those rules are not there to make our lives less fun. I actually have one of the most fun lives ever. Like, and I love Jesus and I live within the means of the Bible. You can have an epic amazing life, the life of your dreams and following God. And I recommend it because there's blessing, there's peace, there's, there's not trouble, there's no drama. And, and if I get one life to live on this earth, I want to live it doing that. So join me. Oh, Michael's joining me. So, so God remains the same, but the Holy Spirit moves. So staying undercover doesn't mean we hunker down in our house and like wait for the rapture. It's like we're not, we're not just waiting like, oh, I just can't. I hear people say like, I just can't wait for the rapture. Like I'm just bored down here. And I'm like, what? You know, and like that's not staying covered means. It doesn't mean staying in your house. It doesn't mean not doing anything. God wants the kingdom to expand. He, we need to pr preach the gospel. We need to make disciples. There's things we need to do. There's territories we need to take. There's people we need to reach. There's, there's recovery groups we need to start. There's line dancing we need to do. There's so many things 
that, that we need to do. And so staying covered is, is, you learn, it's like an art. It's like you go, but staying undercover with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean not going anywhere. And, and so as you go, it's like a GPS, like recalibrating. So we'll, we go, God's asked us to go, and then it's like recalibrating, recalibrating. You know, it's like, we're going to go to El Cajon. No, we're going to Santee. No, we're going back to El Cajon. <laughs> you know, and we're, we just follow God. And whatever, wherever we, we go where he's nudged us, there he is. Look at that. But don't be following something that hasn't been updated in 20 years. You know, like occasionally GPS systems, you got to plug them in so they can download the new, you know, system. And, and so that's the Holy Spirit. So every time you come to an awakened church, you're, you're getting a fresh download. You're getting, you know, a rhema word. You're getting a, a quickened word that all of our pastors and, and leaders and worship team, from this platform to the kids' church to DNA, everyone is coming with a posture of what is God saying? What is God speaking now? What does the church need to hear? And it's such a, so beautiful to be a part of a church like that because it's fresh, real, and powerful. That's who we are. When, um, when we got asked to be campus pastors, my, my mom's like, oh, you're going to be pastors. You're going to have to speak. I'm like, yeah, probably. And um, so she bought me this book that is like sermon ideas or something, like, you know, for the year, 360 sermon ideas book. And she's like, here, this will help you write your messages. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that that's not how our church operates. And that I probably wouldn't be using the book. Thank you, mom. But, but. It's, it's, it's kind of like, because at Awaken Church, we're used to having fresh, you know, food, fresh bread from heaven every service. And, and they, you would definitely notice if I brought a microwave pizza to you, okay? Like, you would know. Like, at the church, like, anytime someone comes up, even if, just because our church is so transparent and real, like, if even if someone comes up that's like, there's something that is, like, hidden, you can, the people can, you can tell, you're like, they're not being transparent. That's weird. Awakened Church is a place where they speak from real life, and, and they speak what God is doing and what God is, is moving. So, so, so thankful for our lead pastors who model that, who teach that, who have empowered and equipped us to do that. Amen? Yeah. All right. Point four. Get moving. Second Kings 7, 3. I'm going to read. Now there are four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city and famine is in the city, we shall die there. And if we sit here, we also die. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Assyrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we should only die. And so they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Assyrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Assyrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, and the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they rose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled with their lives. And when the leopards came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing." God works through motion. I love the lepers because they're like, what do we have to lose? We're gonna die if we sit here. We're gonna die if we go in there. We're gonna die. So let's go. Let's see. And guess what? God amplified their steps. How incredible. I love it. And this is what happens when we are under his covering that even our small steps, 
that we think are inevitable, God, you don't know what God is going to do with those. He can amplify those things. He can, he can make it sound like a great army was coming. And what happened? The lepers, they walked into spoils. I don't know why those people didn't take their horses. That would have gotten them there faster wherever they were going. But they got horses and gold and food. And then they went back and told the king, I encourage you to go back and read the story. It's, it's so encouraging. So it's, when we stay in step with God, it's like, it's like it, victory is, is coming. We can, we can be assured of that. So an army, when they, are, when they are in step, when they are marching, if an attack comes, they, like if an attacker comes, the attack wants you to break step. It wants you to break rank. It wants you to be, you know, like discombobulated. It's trying to get you off course, off your mission. But if we are able to stay in step, stay flint face, stayed on the course, on mission, then God can bring us the victory if we cannot be ruffled by those. It's so, it's so amazing what God can do when we step out. So there we go. All right, point number five, walk in agreement. So learning to walk by faith requires us to, to step out. As we walk with the Holy Spirit, we will learn to discern. Like I was talking about earlier, we will we would learn to discern this is, to go this place, to not go there, to talk to that person, to pray with that person. What are the things that he's asking you to step out and, and be faithful in? But we, and you'll know because there's peace there when you go. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What you're in agreement with matters. So Joshua and Caleb in the book of Numbers, they were sent out. Oh, the keys can come. Thank you. Um, they were sent out as, a, as two of the 12 people that went to go spy on the promised land and, and bring back a report to Moses. And they all went, and Joshua and Caleb were the, were the only two that came back a report that was, was not negative. So who are you in agreement with? Are, the, the 10 spies, they were probably watching the news. They were like, we can't defeat these people. Look how big they are. There's cities, there's giants, there's fortified, all of these things, like, and, and what, what blew my mind when I was reading this uh, this week, preparing this message, those spies even brought back the fruit from the land. They're like, look, Moses, this is the fruit. But they didn't say, like, this is ours. This is, they, said, they said, it's impossible that we can take this land. And what's, that's crazy to me because, because what the, the, um, the ten... They were focused on what they saw, but the two were focused on what God said, that he told them, this is your promised land. This is your promised land. So why, why did not, they not catch that? Why did they not understand? Even they told Moses, this land is, is flowing with milk and honey. Here's the proof. Here's the fruit. But, but our confession will determine our destiny because those people sadly didn't make it into the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb and, and the young generation made it into the promised land. So what we come into agreement matters. And I think this point is so important for what's happening in America today because I feel like we can, we can look at the news or we hear reports of things that on paper you could be like, well, could you say that's a giant and that's a fortified city? Yes. But, but that's not what God is saying. He's saying that we are to go in and take that territory. So when we see things... Initially, you might think, well, I kind of agree with that. Like, there's truth in what you're saying, 
But that's not actually the truth of what God is saying. And, and so we need to be a church that can be able to discern the difference, to be able to bring people into breakthrough. And I believe that Awakened Church, um, and Awakened Church El Cajon, that as we go out into our communities, in our workplaces, and all of these places, we, we will bring, help bring these positive reports that, that our friends, like coming to agreement, have friends that will say cancel if you say something negative. Like, oh, I'll never get that house. It's just too expensive. Cancel. What has God said? Haven't we learned that? So, so being around people who encourage you, speak encouraging words over you, hearing what God is saying over your life is important and will determine whether, whether or not you get into that promised land. But even more than that, God, even, okay, same scripture. Go back and read it in Numbers. God promised. He said, I will send my angel ahead of you to wipe out the enemies to ensure victory if you trust me. So he's only asking us to trust him. He's only asking us to trust him. It's not, it's not in our strength, but it's in his strength. It's up to him. So if I can encourage you today, church, that if you learn, if remember anything from this message, is that you have a, a God, a Savior who loves you, who died on the cross for you, to empower us to live in victory in this life because we carry him in our hearts, that, that, that we receive authority, his authority, at the point of salvation. It's not some other thing you have to do. When we receive him, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the authority comes. But it's up to us to activate it. It's up to us to walk it out. And it's up to us to, to guard our minds and understand staying under covering so that we can live out a life that honors him. Everyone, let's stand in this place. Let me pray for you. I thank you, God, for every person in this place. I thank you, God, that you are using us, each and every person here, for your purpose, for your kingdom, God. I thank you that we are all ambassadors for your kingdom. I thank you that you are empowering and equipping every person here to, to and, and if you're struggling right now, like with your identity, and you're maybe thinking, well, that's maybe good for Lisa, but I haven't. I don't think that he could do that for me, then that is something that we're gonna shift right now. So I thank you, God, for, for a renewing of mindsets. I thank you, God, for strongholds being broken off of minds that, that you are not less than, that he, you are an heir to the kingdom, that he has created you as sons and daughters, and that, that I pray that as we leave here, that we would walk out as, as knowing that, that we hold like that ring of authority that, that tells us that we are heirs to the kingdom. So I thank you, God, for each and every person here. I thank you for freedom coming to minds. I thank you for strongholds being removed off of, off of finances. I thank you that depression is lifting, that we no longer hold that acceptable, that is no longer acceptable in this house. We thank you, God, for freedom and your love. We thank you for what you did on the cross. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.